You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I, I want to pose this question then because Marshawn played the full 60 with that kind of emotion, but what guys do you think played a full 60 minutes and what guys do you think just really, you know, kind of disappeared or didn't have it, didn't have that full 60 minute effort? Um, well, I mean, I mentioned him earlier, but I thought it was an off night for Krejci. You know, I, I don't know about effort wise. I just thought first game back, um, he seemed off. And it's not like he missed a ton of time. It was what, two, two games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even like down to only winning two of the 10 faceoffs he took, um, you know, thought there were shifts where he was barely noticeable, quite frankly. And so that that's oh. that'd be like the first one that comes to mind. for Yeah. Me is- and there was an all forward power play at the end of regulation. Montgomery threw Krejci out there instead of McAvoy. And then the puck, I don't know if the puck just was really bouncing and popped over his stick, but he, I feel like McAvoy holds that in at the point. Um, but Krejci didn't, and that might just have been the bounce and, but that killed off a lot of the time they had at the end of the period on the power play at the very end of regulation. Well, I've, I've been on record with you guys. I'm not a fan of that. Look, I don't like, I don't like the all forward power play. It just doesn't do it for me. Um, but I will say tonight, I wasn't as opposed to it because to answer your, your question, Bridget, one player, in my opinion, who I just didn't think had their game at all tonight was McAvoy. Um, you know, I thought he was chasing the game a little bit. Now, look, he's going to have a handful of off games an entire season, so I'm not going to harp on him. But just to answer the question of who I thought just played a little bit less in, you know, their capabilities tonight, I, th- I thought he struggled. I thought clearly he uh, he wasn't he wasn't quarterback in the power play very crisp um, as he usually does, and you know that first that first power play unit as, as dangerous as they are when they're set up in the ozone, I just, they just, they're lacking uh, simplicity and they're lacking effectiveness on their, uh, in their zone entries and on the man advantage. And you, you watch the second unit, the second power play unit and the combination of Lindholm, Zaka and Taylor Hall, whichever one of them is, is entering the offensive zone on the power play. They, they entered the ozone with ease on their, in their power play unit. So I'm not sure if Montgomery should maybe put Hall in the first unit for the bra score, maybe put Zach on that for, I don't know, but that first unit struggles getting into the offensive zone, but not to go off on a, on a power play tangent, but I thought, I thought McAvoy struggled. So tonight was the one night where I was kind of like, Oh, McAvoy doesn't like himself. He was, I think he had like two giveaways. He wasn't, I think he had one hit. Minus one. So I was okay with him not being on the ice in that situation, but maybe Lindholm. Yeah. And that, that first Kings goal too, like McAvoy was 
like he was in position, but kind of gets caught in between where the rebound sort of bounces away from him and he's not mm-hmm. able to tie up uh, Kempe's stick and, you know, just ends up sort of stuck there. Um, yeah, the two point in the power play, like there was one in, injury in particular st- stood out where like Pasenak actually gets in the zone then pulls up, passes back to McAvoy, but McAvoy's going the opposite direction and it's right out of the zone. And it's like, it feels like they're just overcomplicating, especially with like the passes right around the line or, or right when they pull up, there was another one where um, I think Pasenak came over the lot or the puck came over to Pasenak for an entry and like Bergeron was right next to him. And Pasenak could have just held on to the puck, but instead say like flips it ahead for Bergeron, but Bergeron wasn't moving forward. Like he was just standing at the point and it's like, the, they're just off. Like they, they're there just was, there was they're also, not on the same page. Like guys are, you know, whoever the guy who has the puck on a stick is thinking one thing, and the other guy's not going where he thought he was going. And it's like, all right, like you, you practice this stuff, like that that you know shouldn't be, you know, when in doubt, just just hold on to the puck or send it hard around the boards. Like enough of the enough of the cute little short passes at the blue line that aren't doing anything. There was a point where Hall pa- was trying to make a pass like through the slot to Pasenak and Pasenak started changing out. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, well, he's not there anymore. Um, he's leaving. He's he's at the end of his shift and he's and he's on his way out. But um to stick to, you know, McAvoy in the defense, I have two questions um that I want to pose to you guys. For the defense, um, obviously before the game, there was kind of a will he, won't he play with Hampus Lindholm. So to touch on that a little bit, um, he felt sick in the morning um, at, at morning skate, was listed as a game time decision. I saw Jakob Zaboral up on the ninth floor getting M&Ms because we were both getting M&Ms. And um, not to rat him out, but I mean, M&Ms are good. Uh and so I was like, okay, he's in a suit. Like, he's not playing. That means Lindholm must be playing. Then all of a sudden, like, five minutes into warm-ups, we look down on the ice and Zaboral's, like, came out late. And we're like, okay, maybe this is bad news for Lindholm. And, like, why why have a guy that was in his suit on the ninth floor just, you know, enjoying his M&Ms go back down and, and take warm-ups if he's not going to play? But then, lo and behold, Lindholm stays in. Uh I'm not sure. We didn't get to talk to him. I requested him. I I think it would have been interesting to know, like, was he the one who made that decision, um, how he was feeling? But either way, Zaboral doesn't get in the lineup. Lindholm stays in. What did you guys think of, you know, how he played? I thought I thought he was okay. Um, certainly not as bad. There were a couple times where I felt like when he's really on his game, like particularly on the breakout, there were times where I was like, all right, if, if Lindholm's a hundred percent, this is a spot where he takes off and carries the puck in transition. And instead he was like, just kind of holding onto it and then looking for a pass. And it, it was like, I feel like that might be where, cause he still played 22 minutes. It's not like, you know, it's not like he only played 15 minutes or something. So his minutes are still there, but there were moments where I was like, I wonder if he fully trusts himself to, mm-hmm. um, you know, to go as hard or, or to outskate guys or fend off someone the, the way that he usually does. And 
you know, not to as far as the warm up stuff, I, 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 to me, that said that he was a legitimate game time decision where it was like, okay, he's feeling good enough. He's going to go out there. And then it's, uh, maybe he's not quite there. Like, let's get Zaboral on just in case. Uncertainty with the whole Zaboral having to go down and warm up situation. So I think it was like a true game time decision. And, And I'm sure he was pushing to play because no one likes to sit out. Um, and not to make excuses for anyone, but I, I don't think he's the only Bruin who's been under the weather this week. I think, like, you know, is is happening at a lot of workplaces and schools and like everywhere right now. Is something it is just going around, and uh, you know, people aren't feeling great. I think there's been a little bit of that with the Bruins. I think they're probably not the only NHL team dealing with it either. Um, but ultimately, you know. Every, all the regulars were, were able to play. So it's obviously no one was sick enough that they missed the game. There was no obvious like reduction in minutes for anyone that I noticed. Um, you know, Lindholm's the one we knew about because he actually missed morning skate. But, um, you know, so I don't know. Like, is that a factor in them being a little bit off this week? Is it a factor in blowing a third period lead? I mean... Maybe, but again, like everyone's kind of dealing with that right now. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought uh, I thought Lindholm certainly, you know, gave it an honest effort tonight. I don't think he was obviously it wasn't one of his better nights, but it was he wasn't awful. It, he gave it a shot. He's like you guys mentioned, he's under the weather, and he gave it a go. Um, you could tell there were times where he was trying to spark things and nights some offense. It just wasn't his night. It wasn't a lot of guys' nights. I mean. Um, I thought, I thought some of the, like, I thought Thomas Nosek had a good night down, down in the bottom six and did a good job. I mean, again, again, you know, they had six, they had six penalties against, and the only goal they gave up was a five on three in the last minute and a half, two minutes of the game. So I thought like a guy like Nosek did well in, in his role. I thought Derek Forbert had a strong game. Clifton was trying to make things happen. Carlo, I thought, I don't know if I mentioned him. I thought he thought he played, uh, had a presence out there, but, and then up front, the only guy who really jumped out to me up front. Um, I mean, I know I mentioned no sick, but I mean, from like a, from like a scoring perspective that was kind of playing with juice all night was Taylor Hall. And he just continues to have a, be playing some great hockey. Um, don't look now, but he's, he's second on the Bruins in scoring. Um, now there's a bit of a margin between him and Pasternak, but, um, and if Marsh had played the same amount of games, I'm sure he'd still be second, but regardless, Taylor Hall, I, I think I just had enough, uh, 12, 12 goals, th- 12 goals, 11 assists, 23 points in 29 games. Um, and I think he has, what, Scott, maybe like seven or eight points in his last seven or eight games or something like that? Is that what they were yeah, saying? I think, uh, yeah, I think it's six goals, four assists in the last eight games. So, I mean, he's 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 playing some good hockey. And uh, I, think that's a, I think that's a really promising sign for many reasons. Number one, we talked earlier about Marshand is still working his way back. Um, and just the i guess swiss army knife role they have taylor hall playing where yes he's technically on their third line right now when everybody's in the, in the lineup but he's also you know he if if the goalie's pulled he's out there if there's overtime he's out there if there's a power play he's out there on both units depending on what what the situation is so he's out there a lot now tonight surprisingly he was only uh, I think he was like six on the Bruins for forwards and ice time. But I think a lot of that's because of the 12 penalties against, uh, I'm sorry, six penalties against. So 
That's probably How why absurd. it felt like 12, it felt like 12 penalties again. So I meant 12 penalties total in the game, but obviously the shorthand penalties for the Bruins took away some of his ice time. So, but anyway, um, he's somebody who I, cause it, again, Bridget, this goes back to your question earlier about guys who you thought stood out and, and negatively and positively. And he's a guy I thought continues to play strong for the Bruins. That goal was an absolute snipe too. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Yes, that was the thing I wanted to say is that goal that like that's a goal when he was playing in New Jersey. Now that was technically not a power play, but it was they it was an extra. It was guy extra. Atta- it was extra attacker goalie pulled with a delayed penalty in the second period. Or first yes. period. Second so, period. Second period. So, um, thanks for reminding me, Bridget. That that goal was very very reminiscent of a lot of goals he scored in jersey when they had him on his strong side in the power play and that shot right there just goes to exemplify again that he's playing with confidence i'm sorry you guys can take over yeah and it's you know it's a spot that he doesn't really get to play in the power play much because obviously that side of the ice is possibly a spot on the first unit and then they like putting Krejci there on the second unit so um but you know obviously the, the power play moves around and like he can still get some looks over there. You know, we see on the top unit, Pasenak and Hall switch sides a lot. So you do wonder, like, if that's something that you, you know, look, you should try to get him more on that second unit. But as we've said earlier, like, the second unit's been doing pretty well anyways. So, um, but yeah, to, you know, he's he's been playing really well uh, in general for, for a while now. And, you know, had... Had a little bit of a slow stretch earlier in the season, um, in you know probably in part because of the the injury he had dealt with in preseason, uh, but is really rolling now and is just a, a huge asset no matter where he's playing. You know, we, obviously we've covered what it means to have someone like that on the third line still producing like right now, not just the top six forward, but he's producing like a top liner. So. Um. Yeah, it's it's great, and, and they've needed it because, as we touched on, you know, some other guys aren't uh quite doing as much, especially at at five on five. So you know, he's he's had to pick it up. 